It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. surrounding their potential sale to Billy Corgan, WWE, or other parties, a lot of conflicting reports are flying out round. We ran into one of those yesterday when Wrestling Inc. reported that, according to a veteran talent, however, that within the company, TNA had canceled matches and flights for several talents in regard to next week's Impact taping. That was denied in a report by PW Insider, however. Wrestling Inc. is standing by their story and reports that, according to the source, several of the recent regulars on TV had their flights canceled, and were told to be on standby notice for the tapings. The town in question speculated that TNA might book several, quote, local Florida guys for next week's tapings instead of taking the expense of flying in other talent. It is worth noting that Trib Live's Justin Labar has also reported on the cancellation, saying that PW uh, Insider is, quote, spin-doctoring for TNA. Meanwhile, your girl, Paige Tower, says she is considering neck surgery, believe it or not. In a post on Twitter earlier today, Paige wrote that she needs to get her neck neck fixed, however, and said her doctor gave two options for surgery, to which she wrote, 
Thanks to Dr. Oribe yesterday, one of the best doctors I've seen gave me two great surgery options. Makes you think about risks you have to take when it comes to this business. The things you put your body through to entertain the masses. Still wouldn't change it for the world. Thanks to everyone for the continued support. Now, earlier this afternoon, she tweeted out, Been quiet for a while. Time to get the neck fixed, however, so I can come back and kick some ass. Meanwhile, WWE could be waiting for a last second, for the last second to close the deal, TNA deal. As, excuse me. As has been the case this week, however, several reports are coming in regarding to the ownership of TNA. Forbes reports that WWE is still involved in the purchase talks and that WWE is in a, quote, confident buyer stance regarding the potential deal. The report says that WWE is comfortable letting things play out as they are aware of the pressure TNA is under and they may believe a deal may, quote, come down to the final minutes. They're comfortable with the idea of closing the deal in that situation and are also comfortable allowing TNA to move ahead with both Bound for Glory and the Impact tapings. Meanwhile, PW Insider reports that the communications between the two companies started a week ago today or a week ago tomorrow initiated on TNA's end, according to a source in WWE. The site has also claimed that conversations are not ongoing, although the report supports Forbes' assertion that if WWE wants to that they want to jump in, they can do so when the quote time is right. That's all we've got for right now. Hey Chad, do you have anything to add to the news desk? Uh let me see here. Uh mm, let me see what I can find here. Uh I think I might have a little something here. Uh, possible recap of last night's uh, um, NXT, if y'all like to hear a little something about that. Um, um, and what they're sure. saying here, coming out coming out of our wrestling history page, uh, the storyline I'm hearing is perfectly impressive. Uh uh, let's see here. Uh, see, William Regal is in an empty full sale live when we when it, when it gets started. He's standing by the silver booted trophy given to the winner of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. General Manager reveals the second Dusty Classic will start with first round matches next week. Competitors will work their way through three rounds with the victors to be determined to take over Toronto. First match is Ty Dillinger versus Angelo Dawkins. And the two confident superstars trade taunts early. Dawkins quickly loses one of his headbands on on, on offense, and a second when the perfect ten begins finish his finishing sequence with an atomic drop and clothesline. A few stops later, and Ty lowers his knee pad, hits the tie breaker. I love that name, and records the pin in a little more than two minutes. As he's leaving, Dillinger is interrupted by Bobby Roode. The as Gerard put, puts it, glorious one was impressed by Ty's win. He sees potential in him. He's not a 10 yet, but he's close. Bobby says the main reason he came to NXT was to compete in and win the Dusty Classic, but he needs a partner, and he thinks Ty might be the perfect one. The perfect 10 hesitates and looks to the heavens for an answer, but he eventually shakes on it as the crowd cheers. Backstage, Hideo Hitami is interviewed by his match with Lince Dorado tonight. Uh, uh, last night, 
He puts over the luchador, but mostly uses it as an excuse to run down all scenarios. Who he calls a baby, he says he needs to put to sleep. Of course, it's set for tag action between the debuting Ely Twins and tag team champions of Revival. But before Dash and Dawson can get to the ring, Samoa Joe charges in and decimates the newcomers with forearms and sentons. <coughs> Excuse me. Joe grabs a mic as the chance back away. Joe Headrocker said that this is the start of what he promised Regal last week. If he doesn't get a title match with Nakamura or the belt handed to him, more beatings are coming to other members of the roster. And also, uh, um, Dan Matha debuts next week. Uh, some some reactions here from uh, coming from this website. Uh, let me see here. Mm. Uh, Ready, Willing, and Gable is, oh, I'm sorry, they're gone for some tag tournament. There are more angles already established into the second annual Dusty Tournament, several of which were reminded of throughout this episode. Should be some good stuff. Right off the bat, we're introduced to our first pairing of singles guys. Complained last year as similar duos went over instead of established teams. They, they with old judgment because the first round hasn't even started yet. And it's perfectly glorious. Oh, man, that's a good, that'd be a good name for them. That would be bad. I was a big fan of this move as it definitely makes Ty a good guy. It also lets them take advantage of the love for Rude, but in a way we imagine it will lead to get him a legit heel heat when he turns on Dillinger after the debacle of trying to make Manny Andre work uh, face opposite the perfect 10. This shows they're paying attention. It was a small moment, but I believe it was legitimately beautiful when Ty looked up for guidance from uh, the dream one last time while considering Bobby's offer. Rude played the moment well by adding, he'd want you to. There aren't many of Dusty's kids here this time around. He's sure he approved by using of using his memory to help, help get cement one of them as a major player in NXT. Was Hideo Tommy's English this good before his injury? They'll remember it being that so, and that and that and that should really help him going forward at this level and possibly the next. Uh, of course, as Samoa Joe said right here, the beans will continue until your decisiveness improves. Is the title of their new of his new mixtape? Apparently, the first track is "Bring Me Nakamura" or "Hand Me My Championship." And of course, they have a feeling that Dan Mathis' debut isn't going to go much better than the. Ely did. Uh, so that's kind of a kind, kind of a short uh, kind of a short version there, uh, Gerard, of uh, what went on with NXT there last night. Thank you. That was a very good uh, NXT recap. Now we're going to get into wrestling histories and birthdays. And Jan says he retired from the ring competition. Oh, wait, he said more than this, didn't he, Chad? Yeah, because I think he might have been typing whenever we finally all logged in, so, yeah. But I've got 
and I've got it, and wherever he might have left off, you can. All right. Uh, okay. I left off at he retired from ring competition in 1977. That's what okay. I got. Okay. Let me. Uh, okay. Let me start reading, and then you can stop me wherever where wherever you need to stop me at. Then. Okay. Excuse me. For September 29th, right here. Uh, some interesting stuff here. 31 years ago today, uh, that put it at uh, 1985, I do believe, in St. Paul, Minnesota. Jim Garvin and Steve Regal defeated the Road Warriors to win the AWA World Tag Team Championship. The Road Warriors Tag Team title run ended at, at exactly 400 days the longest of their career. In a side note, no team would go on to hold the title for such a length for the remainder of AWA's existence. Also, around the same amount of time here, in Atlanta, Georgia, Ric Flair defeated Nikita Koloff to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Post-match, Ivan Koloff rushed the ring and Khrushchev, Khrushchev yeah, closed the cage door as the Koloffs assaulted Flair until NWA World Television Champion Dusty Rhodes made the save. Moments later, Ole and Arn Anderson rushed in, locked the cage door, and the Andersons and Flair assaulted Rhodes. Of course, in parentheses, it's a trap. Flair knee-dropped Rhodes' ankle and applied the figure four leg lock until the cage door was finally opened. The assault set up Dusty Rhodes' famous Hard Times promo when he returns a month later. And, of course, Fair versus Rose would take place at Starcade 85. 28 years ago today, I'm sorry, did anyone say something? I'm sorry. No. no. I thought someone said something. I'm sorry. Okay. 28 years ago today, uh, that would put it at uh, 19... Mm, 1988, I do believe, yes. In Meisenheimer, North Carolina, I'm not sure where that is, surprisingly enough. Arn Anderson and Telly Blanchard defeated defeated the Rock and Roll Express via submission to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship before the match. The Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, jumped the champions and injured Morton. Ricky would throw in the towel would return with his arm bandage, excuse me, but would get caught in an arm bar, forcing Robert to throw in the towel. 23 years ago today, that was put it at 1993, at the WCW Worldwide taping in Columbus, Georgia, the Hollywood Blondes, Steve Austin and Brian Pillman, defeated the team of Scott Steiner and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Late in the match, Steiner attacked Bagwell and left ringside, leaving Bagwell vulnerable to the stun gun. At the, sta- at the same taping, Scott Steiner, now a heel at this point, defeated Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to win the WCW World TV title. Contractual and creative issues would lead to both the Steiner, bro- to both the Steiner brothers leaving WCW a few weeks later. Uh, 23 years ago today, uh, once again, 1993, at a WWF TV taping in Portland, Maine, the Rock and Roll Express makes their WWF debut in a loss to Well Done after interference from Jim Cornette and the Heavenly Bodies. 
Okay. Uh, 18 years ago today, I put it at 1998, I do believe. <coughs> at a Rawls War taping in East Lansing, Michigan, D'Lo Brown defeated X-Pac to win the WWF European title. Dating back to December 11, 1997, this is the sixth time and seventh out of eight since the title was born on February 26, 1997, that the title changed hands on a tape, tape delayed show. The show, aired six days later, was most noted for two more of Raw's most replayed moments. Mankind, in a feeble attempt to cheer up Mr. McMahon, introduced a sock puppet, Mr. Socko. <laughs> Mr. McMahon's utter disdain for the puppet had the opposite effect. Fans warmed up to the sweat sock and Mick Foley would incorporate it into his finisher at the fall. Mr. Sokka would go on to become one of the most one of the most over props in wrestling history. Later in the show a disguised Stone Cold Steve Austin assaulted McMahon in his hospital room, even giving the boss an impromptu rectal exam. Ooh. The moment is, is known in wrestling lore as Bedpan McMahon. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 13 years ago today, 2003, on Monday Night Raw for Chicago, RVD defeated Christian in a ladder match to win the Intercontinental title. On the same show, Jim Ross defeated the coach in a country whipping match with the win. Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler were free to call Raw again, replacing Coach and Al Snow. Twelve, twelve years ago today, put it at 2004, WWE announced via press release that the following April's WrestleMania 21 pay-per-view had sold out in less than a minute. And here is the press release. WrestleMania 21 tickets sell out in less than one minute. Fastest sales in World Wrestling Entertainment and Staples Center's Staples Center history, September 27, 2004. Fans from around the world will attend World Wrestling Entertainment's premier event <clears throat> to see WrestleMania go Hollywood. All available seats for WrestleMania 21 were sold in less than one minute on Saturday, September 25th, setting records for the fastest ticket sale in Staples Center and World Wrestling Entertainment history. A capacity crowd comprised of fans from more than 14 countries and 34 states now set to attend WrestleMania 21 on Sunday, April 3rd, 2005. The WWE's premier annual event also will be seen on pay-per-view, cable, and satellite television by millions of fans from more than 90 countries. <coughs> the 15,000 available tickets ranging in price from $40 to $750 where you can sit ringside and keep, and keep your commemorative WrestleMania 21 ringside chair were sold in less than one minute between Internet orders and the line gathered to buy tickets at the Staples Center box office. More than 1,000 WWE fans gathered at the Staples Center starting as early as Wednesday, September 22nd in hopes of purchase, purchasing tickets to WWE's annual extravaganza. The speed at which this event sold out further reinforces WrestleMania's position as a beloved icon in pop culture, says Kurt Schneider, WWE's Executive Vice President of Marketing. The event is more than six months away, and, and still our great fans rush to purchase tickets simply on the basis that this is WrestleMania, and this 
and that this will be a Hollywood experience like no, like no other. After WrestleMania 21, Tinseltown may never be the same. Schneider added that once staging requirements for WrestleMania 21 are completed closer to the event, additional tickets may be made available for sale. Every one of WWE's 10 previous appearances at Staples Center has sold out, but the, but the sellout in less than a minute is unprecedented in the five-year history of our arena, for says Brenda Tennant, Senior Vice President of Event and Guest Services for the Staples Center. There is no doubt that the Staples Center continues to lead the nation in hosting the most popular events at WrestleMania 21 is another example of that. Thanks to Vince McMahon for bringing WWE's crown jewel to Los Angeles and Staples Center, and we look forward to presenting this event to the millions of fans worldwide on April 3rd. An arena record 20,193 people would be in attendance for the event, representing 48 states and 14 countries. More than $2.1 million in ticket sales were made at the event, the most for any WWE event at the Staples Center, and until WrestleMania 31, the most for any WrestleMania in California. So it took. So it was 10 years later, guys. Unbelievable. <coughs> 11 years ago here today in 2005, CM Punk wins his debut for Ohio Valley Wrestling over Danny Inferno. 10... Ten years ago today, put it in 2006, excuse me, Just Incredible was officially released from WWE. He walked out of the company after no showing an ECW taping and not talking with management afterwards. The former ECW champion said in a later interview he walked out after he saw the writing on the wall on his career and the ECW brand as a whole. Nine years ago today, Put it at 2007. The Game Plan, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, finishes the weekend as the top-grossing movie in the country, taking in just under $23 million, or about the budget of the movie. The film, starring Johnson as a pro football quarterback who finds out he has a biological daughter, gets negative reviews, just a 29% rating from Rotten Tomatoes, that makes nearly $200 million in combined ticket and DVD sales. <clears throat> Seven years ago today, put it at 2009, WWE tapes their Decade of SmackDown special celebrating 10 years on the air from the TD Bank North Garden in Boston. In the show's management, John Cena, Undertaker, and DX, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels defeated CM Punk and Legacy, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, and Ted DiBiase. Jr. <clears throat> also on the show, surprise pre-tape promo from The Rock. It's the first appearance for The Rock on a WWE show in any capacity since the Hall of Fame ceremony on the eve of WrestleMania 24. Uh, we have a birthday here. Um, <clears throat> we have a birthday here, guys. It's a happy 31st birthday for Candace Dawson, best known to wrestling fans as one half of the world's cutest tag team and the queen of the ballplex, Candace LeRae. Uh, Gerard, she's born around your neck of the woods, Winnipeg, Ontario. Where is she born? Uh, Winnipeg. How far is that from you, sir? Oh, that's uh, pretty far. Pretty far, okay. Ray was a mainstay for the Southern California-based Empire Wrestling Federation, 
wrestling there from 2002 to 2007. In 2006, she debuted for another Southern California outfit, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. After a one-off, she returned as a valet for Human Tornado in April 2007, where she would be involved in a feud with Chris Hero and the man she valeted initially, Human Tornado. <coughs> she would often compete in intergender bouts throughout 2008 and 2009. It would eventually feed with someone of her own gender, Christina Von Erie, in 2009 and 2010. In April 2011, at PWG's annual DDT4 event, LeRae won an Invitational Gauntlet match to challenge for the PWG World Championship against Joey Ryan, but would lose the match to Ryan. It wouldn't be the only time she challenged for the title. She unsuccessfully challenged for the title at Mystery Vortex 2 in March of 2014. July 2014, LeRae and Joey Ryan, known collectively as the World's Cutest Tag Team, won the PWG World Tag Team Championship. They held the championships for 10 months, losing them in May 2015 to the Monster Mafia, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander in the first round of the 2015 DDT4. LeRae has appeared for numerous indies in her career, including NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, CZW, Family Wrestling Entertainment, Dream Wave Wrestling, Shimmer Women Athletes, Shine Wrestling, and Full Impact Pro. She signed to Global Force Wrestling in August but was released just a month later. Ray, an avid Disney fan, that's the reason she's often billed as being from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Anaheim, California, the home of Disneyland, along with Joey Ryan, host and produce a weekly YouTube series, The Candace and Joey Show. Recently, Ray married fellow wrestler Johnny Gargano. The couple were featured in a YouTube short about their lives as a wrestling couple. Okay, hmm. Happy 44th birthday today to Shinya Makabe. There is best known wrestling fans as Togi Makabe. Right, here's some history about him. Um, originally wrestling as a junior heavyweight when he debuted in 1997, he transitioned to heavyweight after he put on a few pounds during a global excursion in 01 and 02. He wrestled under his birth name until 04 when he became Togi. In late 2006, Makabe would form Great Bash Heel the Japanese independent Apache Army. The group came over to New Japan in 07, and Makabe's career took off. That year, he would make the finals of the New Japan, the New Japan Cup and the Final Four of the G1 Climax and Challenge. I'll bet unsuccessfully for the IWGP heavyweight title. Makabe would win the G1 Climax two, two years later. In May 2010, Makabe won his first and today only IWGP heavyweight title from Nakamura. More recently, he he's added two he's he's added two never open weight uh, championships and had a brief run as IWGP Tag Team Champions when he and Tomo Tomo Aki Hamna ended the, the year long reign of Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Ooh, okay. <coughs> Maccabi is heavily influenced by the late Bruiser Brody, often wearing chains and chairs during his bouts, and wearing chains to the ring, giving him the nickname the Unchained Gorilla. He even uses a cover of Brody's theme, Immigrant Song, as his entrance. Bacabe provided the voice of Rictus Erectus in the Japanese dub of the 2015 film Mad Max Fury Road. 
Ooh, okay. It's a happy, oh, guys, oh, my goodness. It's a happy 46th birthday to Stacy Lee Carter, best known to wrestling fans as Miss Kitty or the Cat. Carter, the oldest of three children from an Arkansas family, broke into the wrestling business through marriage. She met her future husband, Jerry Lawler, at a charity softball game in 1989 when she was just 18. She attended the game with her mother, who was one of Lawler's teammates at the time. After separating from his first wife, Carter and Lawler began living together. Stacy made her WWF debut in August 1999 as Miss Kitty, Deborah's personal assistant appointed by Jeff Jarrett. The partnership dissolved when Jarrett lost the Intercontinental Championship and left for WCW. Carter would manage China. And even dress like her, Carter would win a championship herself, the WWF Women's title at Armageddon 1999, when she won a Four Corners evening gown pool match. Post-match, she stripped out of her dress and flashed her, and flashed her uh, breasts in what was believed to be the first ever moment of inter- intentional nudity in WWF history. Yeah. <coughs> she, she'd lose the title in just over a month later to her Dina, who was actually Harvey Whippleman in drag in a similar match to one in which she won the, in which she actually won the title with. The cat spent a good portion of two thousand in a feud with Terry Reynolds, losing to her in a cat fight at WrestleMania two thousand. But defeating her in an arm wrestling match at Insurrection and a thong stink face match at SummerSlam. Her last high profile storyline came in early two thousand one when she had an issue with conservative group right to censor. At No Way Out, Lawler was defeated by Richards, forcing the cat to join the group. But two days after the event, Carter was abruptly released by the WWF. Lawler, her husband at the time, the couple married in September 2000, in response, walked out. The couple briefly worked the independent circuit until the couple separated that summer. Following the separation, Carter left the wrestling business altogether and sold real estate in South Florida. Stacy and Jerry divorced in 2003. Carter married again in 2010, this time to wrestler Nick... Uh, oh, crap, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Sivakovich. Who had a... Oh, oh, I see who this guy was. He was in the WWE for a while, guys. Y'all remember a guy named Kazarni? Yeah. He, she married Kazarni. Oh, okay. In 2010, longtime manager Jimmy Hart gave Stacy away at the ceremony. Holy cow. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. <coughs> and another birthday here, happy 56th birthday to David San Martino, best known as the son of the legendary Bruno San Martino. David, against his father's wishes, trained to be a wrestler in the early 1980s. In 1981, David was feud with one of his father's longtime rivals, Larry Zabisco. In 84, David would join the WWF, initially getting a push because he was managed by his father. He was soon relegated to the undercard in order to get Bruno to wrestle. Yes, Bruno was very much a draw still in the 1980s. David most notably wrestled at the first WrestleMania when he went to a double DQ with Brutus Beefcake. The bout led to a feud with the San Martinos and Beefcake, 
and his manager, Johnny Valiant. The feud brought Bruno out of retirement in hopes of advancing David's career. Ultimately, it didn't work, as David's standing with the WWF did not improve, quitting and returned to the company several times before leaving for good in 1986. He spent the next two years in the AWA before returning to the WWF in 1988. David would be fired from the company after he was arrested for punching a fan that spat on him. Ooh. Both San Martinez have speculated that since the incident at the fan that spat on David was a plant hired by Vince McMahon to provoke David as an excuse to fire him after San Martino left the company a week earlier. David would have a place in wrestling lore he was involved in the infamous Phantom Submission match in November 1985, where he was beaten by a bear hug by Ron Shaw. Originally booked as San Martino to win, the finish to the match was changed, which caused the surprise of both Shaw and the referee. David has also said in an interview since leaving the tech company he did not enjoy his WWF run and chastised McMahon for his treatment of those that worked for him. David would wrestle on the independent circuit, uh, Herb Abrams' version of the UWF and All Japan Pro Wrestling in 1990, and wrestled twice for WCW in 1996. San Martino is considered semi-retired, still wrestling at Legends events to this day. And today would have been the 82nd birthday of Jimmy Syed Weba, best known to wrestling fans as Skandar Akbar. He was born in Vernon, Texas, to a Lebanese father and Syrian but naturalized mother, Jimmy, the youngest of three children in a Catholic family, began his career wrestling under his real name in 1963. At the suggestion of Fritz von Erich, Weba changed his name to Skandor Akbar, which was Arabic for Alexander the Great. He would wrestle for more than a decade, most notably for Mid-South Sports, NWA Tri-State, the WWWF, and Australian World Championship Wrestling. Akbar retired from the England competition in 1977, Jordan, is that where you left off at? Yo, you can do the rest. You've been doing a good job. You do the rest. Okay, we'll do. And turned to managing mainly in the Texas Territory. He managed many versions of Devastation Inc. for WCCW, Mid-South Wrestling, later the UWF, and the WWC. His most notable traits were his lit cigars, harassing fans, and the occasional fireball. Akbar also briefly managed Kevin Von Erich for the global for the global wrestling before Von Erich's retirement in 1995. Akbar at one point also managed Abdullah the Butcher, Cactus Jack, Dustin Reynolds, Steve Austin, Ted DiBiase, and the Punisher, who would go on to have somewhat moderate success as the Undertaker. Akbar still made frequent appearances on the independent circuit in his final years, and appeared in two video release releases chronicling the history of WCCW in the mid-2000s. Weba, who lived in the same home in Garland for 40 years, died at Baylor Medical Center in Garland following complications from the fall on August 19, 2010. He was 75 years old. At the time of his death, he was survived by a sister, a son, a stepdaughter, and a grandchild. And that is all the history I have for today there, Gerard. I turn it over back to you there, my friend. Well, thank you very much for that. Alrighty then. What are we up to next? 
uh, ooh, the plug. The plug, yes. Plug. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. The ID number is one three eight five two one. Press pound. Press one. You can talk to any of us right now. Um, well, I still have my list from last night. Um, that's up to y'all if you want to. I mean, that's... Yeah, you can do that. Is your list like Jericho's? <laughs> oh, uh, well, it, it well it could be, but uh, mine's not as uh, mine's not as um, big time as Jericho's, I guess. I could have sworn I saw a spider coming here, George. Uh, yeah, I think so. She bit us all. Um, he did. On one side it says, you scared the shit out of us. The other side it says, TBWBWA, the black widow bitch with attitude. Welcome, my dear. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Lady, are you yes. back? Still I'm, still here? Here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm just listening. Hey, Hi, Michelle. You've been Hello. awful. I'm listening the whole time. Yeah. Well, I, I found where I left off last night, so I guess we can uh, go over that. And uh, There's a bunch of them here, so I mean... So, I mean, I can, we can burn a whole lot of them off here. <coughs> so, forgive me if I have to stop with and and hack at the same time. So, <laughs> forgive me. Uh, that's not a bad idea. I'll do it. We'll do it that way. Okay. First one here I'll do, we'll do a triple threat. We will do Bruiser Brody. Versus Jim the Anvil Nightheart versus the Godfather. Gerard, who do you choose? Uh, Bruiser Brody, Godfather, and who? Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Bruiser Brody. Michelle? Um, I forgot. What was it again? Bruiser Brody. Bruiser Brody, Brody, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart, and the Godfather. Uh, Uh, I'm going to say the Godfather. Oh, oh, 
So Michelle is convinced that Pippin ain't easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, my pick's last night, if you remember. So it's just between these two. What? Remember last night you asked me my pick answers in the picks, however, and I gave you most of my answers. Uh, I'll go with Bruiser Brody. No, okay. Well, you're in the you're in the picks here too, bud. Now remember, I'm starting to I'm starting fresh here, but so. but who do you choose in this one? Brody. You're taking Brody. And Gerard, I love to hear what John has to say out of this. Oh, yeah, right. He says Bruiser Brody. Hmm. Well, keep eyes on what he says, but this one, this is going to be a major big-time one-on-one right here. Brian Pillman versus Matt Hardy. Hmm. Gerard, your pick here. Whoa! Ouch. Ryan Pillman. Michelle. Uh-huh. Are we talking original Matt Hardy, I take it? <clears throat> uh, yeah. This list this list that I'm getting off of was made back in 09, so yes, you could say that. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Brian Pillman. Okay, J.D.? Paging JD. Yeah, sorry about that. Who? What was the match again? Brian Pillman versus Matt Hardy. Pillman, no doubt about it. The loose cannon will be loose, and Matt Hardy will be licking his boots when it's all said and done. Okay. And John says... Brian Pillman. Across the board. Yes. Uh, we'll do another <laughs> one-on-one here. This is going to be a no-brainer here, I think. But we'll give it a shot anyway. Big Daddy V versus Christian. <laughs> Gerard, who do you pick here? Big Daddy V. May he also rest in peace. Michelle. Christian. Oh, JD. We got Big Daddy V, Christian, and who? No, it's just between them two. Oh, it's just those two. Well, I mean, I don't know if Captain Christmas can lift up a 450, 500 pound giant like Big Daddy V, but he has the heart, he has the will, and I think he can do it. So I'm going to take Captain Christmas. Okay, and John says. Roman Reigns. What? Roman Reigns. <laughs> Big Daddy V. Whoa. And here is another triple threat here, guys. Al Snow versus Earthquake versus the Big Boss Man. Gerard, your pick. Big Boss Man. Michelle. Big Boss Man. JD. 
Bossman and who? Al Snow and Earthquake. You can't go wrong with the man from Cobb County, Georgia. And as you said earlier, the, uh, the Big Daddy V, let the boss man rest in peace. For all of fans, that is Big Bubba. Okay. And John says? Carry oh. the big stick of ball, James, too. You're looking for trouble. He'll be coming after you. Big boss man will smack them all, both with the nightstick. Boy, John can get graphic on that, can he? Yes. This next one here, I think I know where one of our folks here is going to go with this, but let's just see how this goes. We're going to do one. We're going to do one-on-one matches for each of this. The first one-on-one match is John Morrison versus Umaga. Gerard, your pick. Umaga. Michelle. Morrison. JD. All right, who do we got again? John Morrison versus Umaga. The Palace of Wisdom, the Shaman of Sexy, the Tuesday Night Delight, the Guru of Greatness, John Morrison. What else can be said? Wow. Man, I tell you what, you came up with some nice ones there, J.D. Very nice. Thanks. And, yes, indeed. And, John? Morrison. Wow. Next up here, guys, Sabu versus Ahmed Johnson. And I don't know which Ahmed. I don't know which Ahmed it is, the thin one or the fat one. I don't know. <laughs> Use your imagination. <laughs> Gerard, your pick. Um, <laughs> the buffet line wins. No, um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Gerard. I'm sorry. Sabu. Sabu. Michelle. Uh, Sabu. Uh, JD. Sabu and who? Ahmed Johnson. He's who? Homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, the madman from Bombay, led by the manager champion who always called it right down the middle, Mr. Bill Alfonso, the homicidal maniac, Sabu. Ooh. And John says, uh, "Nothing so far." Well, Ahmed won't be going to no buffets when Sabu's done with him. <laughs> <laughs> Assume that he's on with Sabu. Okay. Uh, next one here. Test versus IRS. Gerard, your pick. Oh. Oh man, this is a toughie. Mhm. All right, who do we got? Hold uh, on, Gerard. Hold on, I'm gonna pick, and then we'll tell you. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm picking Tess. Okay, Michelle. IRS. 
Yeah, JD, the match is test versus IRS. The tax cheat and probably one of the most underrated wrestlers I feel in history are on our Scheister, Mike Rotundo, versus the late great Andrew Testicles Martin. Whew. You know what, though? I got to go with Rotundo. I mean, IRS, I mean, he was very tough in that ring. He was a great tag team wrestler. He was a great singles wrestler. Not to say Test was a bad wrestler, but I got to go with Rotundo and IRS. Okay. Uh, John, and John says... Testicles. <laughs> I wonder if Tess will be paying his taxes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. That's a good I question. Can, I can see it, though. You're probably, you're probably doing that in heaven, though, probably. Yeah. Hey, Tess, also rest in peace, too. Another great superstar loss. Great, great guy. Great. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe they used the term testicle. That was hilarious. <laughs> All right, next one-on-one. Gold Dust versus Diamond Dallas Page. Gerard, your pick. <clears throat> DDP. <coughs> Michelle? Uh, I have to say draw. Okay. JD? Two great wrestlers, the master of the Diamond Cutter and also a member of the Diamond Stable with his lovely wife Kimberly, the Diamond Doll, and the bizarre, natural, very charismatic, wonderful son of the American dream, Goldust. And I'm going to do it the best way I can. Gold. Dust. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what the hell have you smoked tonight? Nothing. I'm so just in a very stop. I'm just in a very good mood tonight. I mean it's the weekend, I mean my friend's birthday is this weekend, but more than anything, it's Thursday night and even though it's raining and drizzly dreary outside, how I'm just in a very happy mood right now because I was just watching a very good D V D just now online. The Jamaican yeah, the Pat Paris, you guys get to check it out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm glad you're in a great mood, though. Glad you're in a great mood. And what does John say, Gerard? I'm sorry. <laughs> He's got three words for ya. D D P. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and this next one here is going to be quite interesting. Scott Steiner. Versus Smash of Demolition. Gerard, your pick. Now, which Scott Steiner is it? That's a good question. That, that I, whichever one you feel would be the most, most big time, I guess you could say. It does not really say here, but whatever oh, okay. you think. Yeah. I'm going to go with the NWO, Scott Steiner, for the win. Okay. Michelle. Uh, who was it again, Scott Steiner? Yeah. Who? Smash of Demolition. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Um, Scott Steiner. Okay, J.D. 
I'm going to say big pop-up pump here in this case. Freakzilla will be coming out at night. Oh, good. And John says... NWO Steiner. Okay, okay. All right, let's see what else we have here next. Uh, ooh, we got a couple. We got. Uh, we're going to do another triple threat here. These are going to be three old, three oldies here, guys. Uh, uh, so if you remember these guys, uh, let's, let's see what let's see what this what we got here. Bobo Brazil versus Baron Mikhail Scaluna versus Johnny Rods. Your hard pick here. Uh, Johnny Rods. Okay. Michelle? Yep. Agree. Okay. JD? Rods and who? Bobo Brazil and Baron... I won't pronounce his name, Mikhail Scaluna. I guess that's how Baron Mikhail Scaluna, the, the Maltese, uh, the man who was known as, the, he was a very good wrestler back in the WWF in the 70s, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Bobo Brazil and uh, Johnny Rods. When you mention Johnny Rods, all you got to mention is Taz, Tommy Dreamer, the guys he trained. And he's still around to this very day, and they didn't call him the unpredictable Johnny Rods for nothing. So I'm going to take the unpredictable Johnny Rods. Oh, okay. He was the one, though, didn't, didn't, uh, when that, on that DVD about the greatest wrestling stars in the 80s, didn't Piper say he was the one that, uh, was one of Piper's first opponents? And I think so, worked. yeah, after he came out of Portland and gone over. <laughs> yeah, and like, I think it was 82, 83, I want to say, around that time. Yeah, I think, because, uh, I mean, about the time Piper left Mid Atlantic, yeah, because. Before he brought Owen Orphan and Johnny Rods was always like a job. If you remember back in the old 80s, he would always be on the TV shows like the early uh, preliminary uh, warm-up attraction. He was sort of like the uh, early card guy. Okay, all right. And John says who you are? Who? Johnny Rods. Okay, thank you. Uh, we'll do a one-on-one here. Um, no, I'll tell you, we'll do a triple threat here. We're going to do demolition. We're going to do acts of demolition versus Tony Parisi versus Jesse the Body Ventura. Gerard, your pick. Uh, who was it again? Acts of demolition versus Tony Parisi versus Jesse the Body Ventura. Jesse the Body. Michelle. Uh. Okay, I agree. <laughs> I, I I don't. Yeah, none of them are my favorites. Okay, uh, JD. <laughs> when you mention Axe, however, all you got to remember is he was known at one time as the Mask Superstar. He also, if you didn't know, guys, actually grew up about forty minutes away from my hometown in the town of Brownsville, Pennsylvania. But you know what? There is only one Hollywood superstar. He is the governor. He is the star of Predator. He was a member of the East-West Connection and also a great announcer in his day. He is Mr. Hollywood, Jesse, the body venture. Oh, okay. And John says... He says... 
the body. That's your mentor's very popular here. Okay. Uh, I, I like how Gerard does it. That's awesome. I love, yeah. Yeah. I'm loving the voices here tonight, guys. I'm loving the voices here. Uh, <coughs> um, and next one is going to be a fatal four-way. Uh, one of these guys I have not heard of, but three of them I have. So, so might be able to help me out on one of them here. Johnny DeFazio versus Johnny Valentine versus R Truth versus Hillbilly Jim. Gerard, your pick. Hillbilly Jim versus who? Johnny DeFazio versus Johnny Valentine versus R-Truth and Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, which one have you heard heard of? I'll tell you about it when it's my turn. Well, hold on. Let me, let me, okay. Well, if you want to look up one, well. No, I know them all pretty well. uh, Okay. uh, I'm going to pick Johnny Valentine. Okay, yeah. The the one out of the four and before and and uh, while I get Michelle's pick here, um, the one the one out of these four JD I did not hear of have not heard of was DeFazio. He's from Pit- he's from Pittsburgh, known as Jumping Johnny DeFazio, a legend in Pittsburgh. Okay, okay, but well, but say that say that when it comes to your turn, you can tell me. Okay, let's say. <laughs> sorry, Michelle, your pick. I'm sorry. Uh well I'm going with the most underrated out of the bunch I think and that's our truth. Okay okay and uh, now JD I turn you loose please go ahead. Oh, as I said Defazio came from Pittsburgh you cannot go wrong with him but in this case I hate to go against my hometown boy I'm going to go with Johnny Valentine the ham- son of the ham the father of the hammer he was a pretty good wrestler back in his day and also was involved in that plane crash back in '75 if you remember. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's right. I thought that involved Ric Flair, too, didn't it? Yep, David Crockett, Mr. Wrestling, too, uh, and then uh, Bob Bruggers. Okay, that's right. Okay. Um, the pilot, I think, later on passed away in that, too, I think. Um, but uh, And what does John say, Javar? He says our truth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one, I'm going to do a fatal four-way here. This is going to be quite interesting here, guys. Fatal four-way this time is going to be <clears throat> Gangrel versus Giant Gonzalez versus Ken Shamrock versus Brutus Beefcake. Gerard, your pick. I don't know why I keep missing your what you're saying, but Brutus Beefcake versus who? Maybe because I got it on speaker. Hold on. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, let's try one more time. Gangrel versus Giant Gonzalez versus Ken Shamrock versus Brutus Beefcake. Gangrel. 
Uh, Michelle. Mm. Um. I I'm gonna say the same thing. Okay, JD. I'm going to take the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. And John says. Yeah, I'm here. He's, I'm, he's, he, what do you say? I'm sorry, I didn't. I said I'm here. I thought you were waiting for me. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, didn't hear you there. Are you gonna do another one or? Yeah. Oh, did he say something? I said, are you going to do another one? Yeah, but did he, did he, right. did he answer? Oh, shit, I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget me, don't forget me. <laughs> and Shamrock will break all three of their ankles. Oh, Lord have mercy. John is, John is vicious. They start, they start calling him John Vicious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, this is a good one. Okay. Rick Martell versus Finley. Gerard, your pick. Finley. Michelle. I agree. JD. Finley, the Irishman, looking for a big fight, will get a big fight and won't get arrogance sprayed in his face. And John says? Boobies. Finley. Oh, okay. <coughs> the next one here is going to be another one-on-one uh, with a couple of Japanese guys here, and y'all going to love this. <clears throat> Professor Toru Tanaka versus Mr. Fuji. Gerard, your pick. Mr. Fuji. And he also rests in peace. He passed away this year, I think. Yeah. Michelle. Mr. Fuji. JD. The devious Mr. Fuji versus who? Professor Tolu Tanaka. They were teammates, so I, I can't choose here. This is tough. But you know what? He was also a pretty good uh, singles wrestler when he wasn't teaming up with Tanaka and being a mentor to Tiger Chung Lee. I'm going to take Mr. Fuji, of course. And John says, he says a lot of things sometimes. <laughs> All no. right, we're getting there. He says, the three more salt will win this one. But he's saying he's saying Fuji as well. Yes, he is. Okay. Next one up right here, guys. Uh, Albert versus his. Here's an oldie. Uh, <laughs> Carl Gotch. 
That's a real one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whoa! Nice one. <clears throat> Gerard, your pick. <laughs> the Gotch guy. Okay, Michelle. Um, I agree because I don't know either one of them. You don't know Albert? I'm assuming this is Albert as in um, the guy that did Tenzai and all them, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, he was oh, with Cash oh. and Chris. Yeah, he's, he's a trader now, right? Yeah, Jason yeah. Albert. Yeah, Matt Bloom. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So, Albert, so Gerard, is your answer still the same or, or do you want to change it? Oh, I'm still the same. Okay, Michelle, Albert versus Carl Gotch. I'm going to say Albert. I'm sorry. I I, I just, I okay. did remember the name. Okay, yeah. Uh, D.D. I'm going to take the A train. Okay, and John says? John says beefaroni. <laughs> you still, I was just going to say that. He says oh, Albert. <laughs> he says Albert, okay. <coughs> These next few here, guys, they're going to be some interesting ones. So I'm going to do all one-on-ones in this, okay? Ne- next one here, uh, Rikishi versus Rene Goulet. Gerard, your pick. Rene Goulet. Michelle. Rikishi. JD. Rikishi is going to squash the little Frenchman who was also an early job guy in the 80s and actually had a pretty decent career, Rene Goulet. So Rikishi will back that out. Oh, okay. Uh, and John says. Rakishi. This getting this list right here is getting better. Next next match up here, Angelo Mosca versus Dean Malenko. Gerard, your oh. pick. Oh, what'd you say? Angelo Mosca versus Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Michelle. Dean Malenko. King Kong will be tamed by the Iceman and be submitting to the Texas Cloverleaf. Are you going? Are you going to help your namesake there, JD? Yes, I am. Oh, is that right? Okay. And Moscow a good. And if you remember, Moscow was also a good football player back in his day, and also the special referee in the Star Kate A3 tag team match. With the uh, Briscoes versus Jay Elba and Ricky's team boat. I see. Okay. And John says. He says. The Iceman, and I'm not talking about JD. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not knowing everything down there. There you go. All right, next match up here. 
Perry Saturn versus Savia Vega. Gerard, your pick. Perry Saturn. Michelle. I agree. JD. Yes, Perry Saturn will win with Moppy. Uh, oh, with old Moppy. Oh, yeah, I remember Moppy. Uh, and, and John says... Perry Saturn, you're welcome. Okay. Next one here, Captain Lou Albano versus Giant Baba. Gerard, your pick. Captain Lou Albano. Michelle. I agree. And he also rests in peace, too. A.D. The captain had many people in his stable, and was a pretty damn good wrestler also at the same time, but more so he was famous as a manager, so you got to go with the captain. You know, John Paul was a great legend in Japan. Yes. And John says? He says... Giant Baba. And Michelle... I'm going to tell you here firsthand, uh, before I say the next two guys, I want you to forgive me because I don't know why in the world in, on this particular list that I found that these two guys were put this, this close together. But please do not blame me for this. I am just reading it, what it says, okay? I don't blame you. Okay. Okay, thank you. Well, this involves two of your guys that you go gaga over every time I say their names. I'm just letting you know. Okay. And they are Marty Genetti versus Billy Gunn. Oh, hell. Gerard, your pick. Badass. <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn. Michelle, you yeah. have more time to think. <laughs> uh, yeah. <coughs> um. Oh God. This I'm picking Billy Gunn. You're saying Billy... Oh, okay. J.D. Gunn, and who are the other two? No, it was... <laughs> no, it was Marty Janetti and Billy Gunn. Oh. Mr. Gunn is going to win with the famous sir. And John says... Roman Reigns... <laughs> Marty Jannetty will rock Billy Gunn's world. What? Bullshit! <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry, but bullshit. It'll be, it'll be tit for tat, but Billy Gunn will win with a good edge. Sorry, I had to say that. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's, oh my, that's hilarious. Oh, man, okay. 
This next list is going to be pretty interesting here. We're going to do, uh, I, I know how we're going to do Okay. I know how we're going to do this. First match is going to be a triple threat. Junkyard Dog versus Bad News Brown versus the One Man Gang. Gerard, your pick. Gee, I wonder who he's going to pick. <laughs> the One Man Gang, Bad News Brown, and who's the other one? JYD, the Junkyard Dog. I'm picking the one man gang. Oh, excuse me. Wow. I wish I could do that. Yes, you can. Very nice ones, too. Michelle, your pick. (laughs) I'm going to say Junkyard Dog. JD. JYD. Oh, okay. And John says? One man gang. Oh, okay. Uh, the the next we'll do another triple threat in this. Black Jack Mulligan versus Dino Bravo versus the Mountie. Ooh. Ooh, this one's uh kind of crazy. have to go with Blackjack Mulligan, too. And John says... He says... Constipation, I'm telling <laughs> The Mountie. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, okay. The next, the next two are going to be one-on-one matches here. And the second one-on-one matchup, guys, is going to be hilarious, and I'll and you'll see why in a minute. The first one here is Mark Merrow versus Black Jack Lanza. Gerard, your pick. Black Jack Lanza. Yes, I mean the man who also inducted Bobby Heenan in 2004 into the Hall of Fame, Michelle. I agree. JD. One of the men who also was a member of the Heenan family, the first Heenan family, Black Jack Lanza. Who was he involved with? Oh, the match? Yeah. Uh, Mark Merrow. Yeah, Lanza, no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. There's no telling which Mark Merrow this was, the wild man or marvelous. I don't know which one. Uh, it's be bad. Yes. Uh, and John says... Roman Reigns. Black Jack Lanza. <laughs> <laughs> and this one right here is going to be hilarious, guys, because this list at this 
that this this person did a long time ago. They said that they were going to put um, uh, somebody on here that a couple of people on here that you weren't going to expect. So it's going to be kind of an off the wall match right here. But we'll, we'll, you'll just see for yourself. X Pac versus the fabulous Moolah. What the hell? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, te- I re- I'm, reading, I'm telling you what I'm reading. This person, when he did this list, said that they were putting the two greatest on the on this list of the 500 best wrestlers of all time, and two of them are women wrestlers. And this is one of them, apparently. So that's the match I'm making. X-Pac versus the fabulous Mula. <laughs> Your heart, your <laughs> well, we all know who I'm picking. I'm yeah. picking X Pac. Yes, uh, Michelle. I agree. JD. I'm going to take uh, Mula. You're going to what? <laughs> <laughs> the dogs don't agree with you, JD. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and John says what? If he says what I think he's going to say, oh, Lord. (sighs) All right, John, who do you pick, buddy? John, have you fallen asleep over there, bud? Michelle, you might need to go crack your whip on him. On who, Gerard or John? John. Oh. Because... I'm sure Gerard's trying to find out what's, what John is saying. He hasn't said anything. I'm not sure Gerard's still here, too. Well, of course Gerard is. Gerard's the man. And we can come back to John's answer, Gerard, and I will get his here in a minute. Gerard, are you still there, sir? He took a pit stop. Yes. We'll wait. We'll wait just a minute here, and uh, <clears throat> you can 
You can win five thousand dollars today by playing this. Bound for Glory is Sunday. Sweet. Yeah, they're also talking about, I mentioned in the news earlier, Michelle, when Chad was on with Gerard, uh, that uh, TNA's future is up in the air at this point. Apparently Billy Corgan's buying them out. Oh, they're also talking about the WWE maybe buying them out, too. Uh, <laughs> will we have a main event on Sunday there, Michelle? Uh, the main event is um, Lashley and EC3. No, 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 no. I'm talking. No, no, I'm talking about the show on Sunday. Oh, yes. Okay, well, it's set up ready to go. So. Sorry, I thought you were asking about the pay per view. Sorry, I got confused. No, I meant to say TNA main event. You're all ready there, sir. Hmm. <laughs> he had to go to the little boy's room, probably. Probably so. I will tell you that the next few here are not are not bad, uh, but I, I will tell you they have they have mixed in uh, several more female wrestlers in this. You know, they say they were only supposed to put like two, but uh, they've mixed in others in in this as well. So. KD and I earlier, Michelle, were doing the old Budweiser Frogs commercial. Oh. But why her? I used to have a screensaver on my computer with that on it. It was an interactive one, too. You can make the, the frogs talk. My screensaver has many pictures right now. Right. I understand. Gerard, are you heavy returned, sir? I told me he had diarrhea. That would be bad. 
Watch me motorboat. Hello, I'm back. Hello, there he is. I hope yeah, there I am. Busy. Hope everything was okay there, bud. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the last match there uh, that we did, we never got John's answer there, uh, Gerard, between X Pac and Fabulous Mula. Uh, oh yeah, right. If he says move on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh. He's picking X-Pot. Who am I? Okay. Okay. Well. <coughs> Actually, why they did that, I don't know. But hey. Okay. All right, we got uh, your choice tomorrow. We can go a little bit in overtime. Um, we got a handful more. Do a few more and then call it a night or whatever you want to do. Just your show tonight. Yeah, a few more and then we'll call it a night. Okay. All right, we'll do one more, just one more list here, I guess. And then there's plenty of, there's plenty more of them here on this list I found. So it's very interesting, by the way, here too. Uh, next one, one-on-one match here, guys. The Road Dog versus Stan Hansen. Gerard, your pick. Uh, I'm going to say Road Dog. Michelle. Road Dog. J.D. Bulldog and Stan Hansen, you say? Yes. You can't go wrong with the madman from Booger, Texas, the man who broke Bruno's neck, the former AWA world champion, Stan the Lariat Hansen. He was the one I think to see Luger in nineteen ninety for the US belt. Yes. And then Luger the went back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Wait, did you say Booger Texas? Booger, Texas, yeah, that's what Bulger, it's counting. Bulger, Texas. I, I call it Bulger. Oh, yeah. Bulger. Bulger, Texas. It sounds like Bulger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, ew. I think it's spelled B-O-L-G-E-R. B-O-R-G-E-R. And a Hall of Famer, oh, too. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't pick a booger in Bulger. And Gerard John says, who? Right. Oh, he said uh, Road Dog. He said Road Dog, okay. <laughs> the next one here is going to be pr- pretty interesting, and you'll get what I'm saying. This is going to be a safe, and including quotation marks, Haven match, where when Maven takes on Raven. 
<laughs> Gerard, your pick. What was it? Raven versus who? Maven versus Raven in a safe haven match. <laughs> Raven. Michelle. Raven. Raven, sorry. Okay, JD. To save best, quote the Raven, nevermore. Ooh. And John says. John says. <laughs> Raven. Okay. Uh, next one up here is. Uh, this is another one I haven't heard of before, and I'll tell JD who this is in a minute. Argentina Apollo versus Just Incredible. Gerard, your pick. Gerard. He stepped away. Don't go away today. <clears throat> oh no, he vanished. Houdini. I'm here. There he is. He's thinking, I'm sure. Yes. What was the match? Argentina, <laughs> Argentina Apollo versus Justin Incredible. Justin Incredible. Michelle. I agree. JD. That's just not the coolest. That's just not the best. That's incredible. Mr. Just Incredible. Hey, did you ever hear of the other person? No. You never heard of it? Okay. Um, I, I'm surprised, but okay. <laughs> uh, John, who did John pay you for? That's right. Just incredible. Okay. The next match up here. This will be a pretty good one. Mike Austin. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. This uh, this, will be a pretty good one right here. Uh, Mike Austin versus Jimmy Jack Off. I mean, Jimmy Jack. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, watch the mouth there. Whoa. Jimmy, Jimmy Jack Funk. I'm sorry. It's jet. It's funk. Not this. Michelle's gonna come to the phone and slap me. Yes. No, no, I'm not gonna slap you. I just was making sure I heard you right. You said Jimmy Jack. No, I meant that's what. No, it's Mike Austin versus Jimmy Jack Funk. Oh. Yes. Gerard, your pick, sir, if you please. Mike, awesome. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Michelle? 
295 from Tampa, Florida. He is the awesome one. Mike Awesome. Okay. And John says. Mike Awesome. Okay. And one more here, guys. Uh, and uh, now I'll turn it back over to GTS. May this oh. young. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one more here. May this young man right here also rest in peace. Crash Holly versus Jerry Lynn. Gerard Wait, Crash Hick. Holly's dead? Yeah. Crash Holly, yeah. He's been gone. Yeah. Oh, I did committed, not know he, that. He committed suicide, I think. Well, well, well he, he drank and did drugs. I think. He overdosed, I think. Uh, uh, Gerard, okay, that's what it was. Okay, okay, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he was. Not even the topic I want to talk about right now. <laughs> okay, I understand. No problem. But Gerard, your pick: Crash Holly versus Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn. Okay, Michelle. I agree. JD. Suicide and who? No, Crash Holly versus Jerry Lynn. Let's go with the whole new effing show, Jerry Lynn. Okay, and John says, Beefy Room. <laughs> Beefy. Yeah. He scared the shit out of me when he said that. <laughs> what, who, me? Yeah. Mmm, Beefy. <laughs> I'm sorry, George. He said what? I'm sorry. Uh, it crash always. Okay. All right, Gerard. Uh, we'll. I'll close that for the evening, and I turn it back over to you, my man, to do what you like. Well, we're gonna take her home. Yes, sir. This has been another episodic episode. Epic episode of WCW Wolfpack, NWO Wolfpack Radio. The players in the game were as following. The one-time guest host for tonight only, the King NWO GTS. By his side... Is the great crew Chad the boss and Shaw the classy lady MLD JD the Iceman? We have John the human suplex machine on chatbox. God bless. Good night. Have a safe tomorrow, and I'll see you in the ring. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.